you're going to have every opportunity to make a bad decision. And every one of those decisions, good or bad, cumulatively, collectively, will add up to determine the trajectory of their life. This is a quote, actually, that I came across uh, today, right before I started decide, well, I decided to record the intro to uh, Crash and Burn, episode 28, with uh, my co-host, Ari Adami and Jeff Black. Uh, about two weeks ago, I was talking to Jeff on Instagram, just a quick DM back and forth, which we use every so often. And um, this whole idea of Crash and Burn um, came up. Um, and I said, you know, this would be a great topic uh, for, for people to discuss, not only entrepreneurship, but everything that has to do with your reaching your goals. Uh, a part of the initiative, when I talked to Aria about this for 2021, end of 2021, 20, beginning of 2022, was going to focus more on having the mental fortitude to excel past your imagination. Um, I'm a big believer in dreamers have to dream. And you have to have a goal and vision in life. Um, I was talking to somebody that was special to me uh, last week. And I said, what, what are your goals? What do you, how do you envision next year and then year after and five years down the line? Do you have a vision of the way that you want to live your life, your fitness journey, your, your, your path to success, whether it's business, career, uh, your love life, anything? And she couldn't answer and I said, you need to work on that because um, it doesn't mean it's going to be a straight line. It just means that you have a vision of what you're trying to accomplish. You have to have an end goal in order for you to get there. And there is no, it is no different um, when you're, you're starting a business or, or, be, or you're an entrepreneur and you have to put your all. Um, one of the biggest tasks, I think, or, or traits, if you want to call it, of entrepreneurship is having the ability to crash and burn, break what was it, uh, sinking the boats, <laughs> sinking the boats, and you're in that island, and you have to survive, and that's exactly the mentality that you have to have when you're doing a prep, when you're doing a bodybuilding show, whatever it is, you have to have, when you, when you love something so bad, you have to have that plan and that mentality of execution with the understanding that you're going to have to sacrifice certain things for the outcome, because as you, every single one of you knows, there is no straight line to success in everything. It's just fucking work. Your relationship work. If you quit on your relationship, then it wasn't worth it to you. Uh, business, if you quit on your business, then it wasn't worth it. If you believe that you're going to work for your eight to four or nine to five and, 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 and take your business to the next level, you're not an entrepreneurship. You're not an entrepreneur. You just have a job because entrepreneurship is an all day thing. Yeah, you take breaks. Yeah, you, I mean, your business is always on your mind and you're answering questions and doing all kinds of things. Uh, even when I'm at the gym, sometimes I got to turn my phone off and it's very difficult because people bombard me with messages. But I try really hard to focus on the iron because that's just my passion. So this episode of Crash and Burn is, is very important because um, it, I hope you guys can take the entrepreneurship side of starting a business, whether it's coaching, a coaching business online or supplementation or whatever it is, selling widgets, um, changing lives. If you don't have a path yourself, how are you going to change anybody else's lives? If you have nothing to give back in terms of knowledge, in terms of know-how, if you have no direction yourself, then how are you going to help others achieve what they need to achieve? 
It's one of those things that you need to do some deep soul searching. And when it comes to your fitness goals, have a plan, you know, start, start slow and ramp up like anything else in life. So crash and burn is going to be exciting. Um, I'm going to pick Jeff's uh, brain a little bit. He's been an entrepreneurship, an entrepreneur for some time now, has a successful business coaching uh, team and with Relentless Forever. And I think it's going to be great because I think you can extrapolate a lot of the, the content uh, from an entrepreneur, the mentality, that grind, that grit, that uh, ability to, to go all in. And we can share what we've done with Amino Pure over the last year. Um, you know, that's the, the, the pinnacle of what we're trying to accomplish this year was to grow our, our business, our team, grow Amino Pure. Uh, next year, we have a division for next year, going mainstream, bringing new products that nobody else has, pharmaceutical great stuff. What's the, what's the five-year plan? That's something that we already know in our mind. And we understand that it's gonna take a couple turns here and there, a lot, a lot of obstacles, but the end results, it's the same. So having that vision of accomplishing something will get you there. If you start with a plan, but always have to start with a plan. The I don't know, I'll figure it out as we go along, is gonna get you nowhere. Because there, there will be times that you just don't know and you'll have to figure it out. But the concise plan of execution has to be there. And that's the foundation of everything that we wanna accomplish in life. With that being said, guys, thank you again for uh, your patronage. Shout out to all my athletes, my new, my, my new coaches that I came on board supporting the brand. Uh, shout out to uh, Chris Neal, which we'll be coming on to talk about PCOS and birth control here over the next couple of podcasts. Uh, I've rejuvenated HRT, our, our preferred uh, HRT clinic of choice. Uh, if you guys are having any kind of hormone dysfunction issues, getting off of uh, a program, reach out to rejuvenatehrt.com. Uh, Chris Neal is a fantastic, fantastic uh, source of knowledge, free consultations, unlimited consultations, and uh, we can fix you get you back to where you need to be from a hormonal standpoint, blood work, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, reach out to them. Rejuvenate Labs, it's a fantastic, fantastic supplement uh, with detox, liposomal glutathione, epicatechin, phytosomals coming out, amino pure's coming out with their pharmaceutical one as well. Uh, hopefully over the next week or two, they'll be ready. Uh, and uh, the sky's the limit, guys. Thank you for your support. Thank you for continuing to listen to us. Thank you for all the love, the DMs that I get of how great of a job we're doing and really putting a lot of information out there. Without being said, won't take any more time uh, from you guys anymore. Episode 28, my co-host, Ariadne, Jeff Black, yours truly, Team Amino Pure, Carfax Fitness. Here we go. Hi guys, welcome to episode 28, Crash and Burn. Oh man, what a great episode we're going to have today. I think we're, we've been talking to Jeff Black here uh, with regards to uh, what's going on in both of our lives. So, you know, I'm not going to even do an intro to you because you've been here before. So why don't we just get started? Right? <laughs> Let's just get started on this episode of Crash and Burn. Let, tell me a little bit about what you're doing right now, uh, what your company is going. What, 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 are, what does your week look like? What does your month look like? What are your goals moving forward? 
Well, um, I'm probably in a different spot than you, but I'm 41, and that's I'm probably true. It should be. Are you older than me? Yeah, I'm 45. <clears throat> 44. <clears throat> you don't even look that old, bro. Like, goddamn, I want to like fuck you now. But anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I look. Uh, I, wait, let me ask you a question because I, I get this all the time, right? Do I look like I'm in my 30s? You look like you're like mid late thirties. That's why I kind of figured. I figured you're years behind me. Welcome, man. I don't know what you put. What get when we're done with this? Give me your skincare treatment. And shit, shit. You, know, I'm, like, you know what? I'm gonna what tell you. I'm gonna tell you my secrets. <laughs> Let's get started, brother. Let's get started. So tell me, um, where you're at? Yeah. So um, where I'm at right now is um, I'm losing a trainer that I've had with me for three years. I'm kind of going through a culture shift inside the gym. Um, not a bad thing. I'm on pace to grow another 50%. Um, we actually, for those who don't know, we grew 70% last year in COVID. And we were shut for 12 weeks because we had a tornado. So with nine months, we crushed it. Um, I did over 50% again this year. I'll probably end up doing that again, um, hopefully time by time. But honestly, man, where I'm at is I go tomorrow to look at space for a blue collar business that I bought into blue collar uh, business. So let me, let me backtrack. I ask you a question here. When you talk about your growth and I'm going to talk about our growth, right? And, and we talked a little bit about that in, in efforts of being transparent and how we're going to correlate this entire episode of crash and burn to the competitive mind frame. Right. We're, and we'll get to that. When you talk about mm-hmm. 50%, you're talking about your gym or you're talking about your entire network of, of businesses that you have. No. Oh, so that was just the gym. Badass. My coaching, I went from March of, 2020 i was about 10 12k i'm over 25 now um monthly for coaching so wow. um I'll, yeah i'm doing pretty well in that regard um i actually have other coaches underneath me who are doing really well and that's like the coolest thing to see right. other people that you work with that you know underneath an umbrella get better um and be able to provide for themselves and others is always awesome but I got those two, and then I've got the PEC, which I do with Jason Theobald and right. Jeffrey Sue from the Excellence Cartel. And Dallas will be our biggest one yet. We brought John Jewett on the ticket, and the Excellence Cartel is growing. So, I mean, it seems like I've been on a lucky streak. I'm kind of waiting for Lady Luck to favor someone else, and I've got to, you know, roll my sleeves back up. But for right now, I'm going to ride the tidal wave. With my I, I don't believe in that luck, though. I'll be honest with you. You need a little bit of luck in business. But I think that you have your systems so dialed in, right, uh, in place where now you're seeing you're seeing the fruits of what you actually seeded a long time ago. Um, you have to allow the system to develop. Uh, we're in a very similar stage at a much faster pace. Uh, my, rev, my, my monthlies are, are more than that, that, that what you're doing right now significantly. But I, I, I always think that's because of the fact that we're just like booming right now. It's just like, okay, we, yeah. had, we had a plan and we're a year. We're one year old. We're one fucking year old. But it, when we started, I mean, you look at the evolution of, of Amino Pure. When we started Amino Pure, it was a hobby. But it was a hobby that had something in mind, which was primarily the goal was quality. Hundred percent better than everything else out there, and how to reach people that actually want this product? Is there a market for this product? Now we're in a place where we we we're just swamped, like literally buried, and people ask, and mm-hmm. I, I want this, and I and how, when are you gonna come out with that? And and we'll try it, and we'll come out with a sample, and it just people just eat it up, and it's kind of like I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more, I need more because I need to support what people are wanting, but I think that a lot of it is. Uh, planning for growth 
in, in how you want to grow, how to control that growth, because it could easily get out of hand. Easily, easily can get out of hand uh, where you're oh, not able to, where oh, you're, not, yeah. you're not able to support your clients anymore the way that you want to. Well, I'll be honest with you. If I could get my take from the outside looking in at how you've grown so quickly here, I think it's because you're smart in business to understand a network. I think you understood who to target, who to bring underneath your brand, who to help you get your stuff out there. And I think that that really showed up because of all the growth you've been experiencing. Because you're linked with quite a few awesome people from Jamie Pender to... Uh, Scoob to a couple others, you know, Zach and all those people. You know, the, the thing is, I, I, I always, <clears throat> I always want to humble myself and say, I want to be the dumbest person in the room. Okay. When I bring people on that are very knowledgeable, um, that know a lot more about nutrition, I want to be able to be a, more like a sponge and be able to like really like absorb the most amount of information. I always believe that you're, you have aces in their places. I know my natural ability for business and my vision. I've been doing business for 24 years, right? I've been a narrow space executive for 25 and I still am. And um, guiding those systems that I've learned how to grow businesses. And my, my consulting company actually, as I stopped last, last year, was I was the fixer. Like a company, small business had issues. I would come in, look at their systems, say, you need to do this, fix, fix, fix this, this. This is my fee. I get a lump chump of change. I make good money. I fix their systems, they make money. So for the right. longest time, I was like, well, why the fuck am I not doing this for myself? Uh-huh. Right? I, I, I know I have the know-how, but I didn't know what I wanted to get into. And the evolution of our, of our business, Jeff, if you, if you put it in perspective, was on this treadmill behind me here. I was talking to Jason about it. You know, four in the morning, like, wouldn't it be cool if we came out with an alcarnity? Wouldn't it be cool if we came out with this? And that's how we started, with a dream, a vision, and then the goal of being putting something that was nothing but the best out there. You have mm-hmm. to have that in mind, right? Now it's kind of like I bring you on board, and whenever you talk about certain things, I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm listening, man, because this guy, he's true, he's tried and true. He knows his stuff, right? What can I learn from you? Even when you read your books and you're putting all these excerpts of, of different things that you're going through, it's like I'm listening because he has something to prove, he has some knowledge. When Brandon talks, Dela Cruz. The dude is very smart. What can I learn from him? When Jason puts out there, what can I learn from him, right? So you have to have that mentality, right? Of like absorbing the most out of the people you bring. I was talking to Jamie Pinder. We had a ridiculous podcast and like every podcast that we have, like it just blows up, man. It's just like the downloads are like ridiculous. And, uh, and everybody's like, yeah, you and Jamie, you just like knock it out of the ballpark every time because we're bouncing ideas and we're just bullshitting, having a good time. But you can feel the energy there. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. So... Um, going back to this whole episode of Crash and Burn, let me talk about your business, okay? And then we're going to talk about how it correlates to, like, um, I'm interested about your blue-collar business. Can you share a little bit about what that's about? Yeah, man. So I'm friends with a guy who um, is a business broker. And he's like, hey, um, would you like to you know, go into this business with me um, and go see about it. And I said, well, sure. He's like, we well, got to sign an NDA. And I was like, all right. So I signed this NDA and it's a door restoration company. So we go meet these two brothers um, and there's 80% profit, 80% margins in the business. It's beautiful. And so we were like, okay, well, fuck yeah, we'll do it. And I, I had heard this man, scared money makes no money. 
So for me, I look at it like I could lose it all tomorrow and I still have to wake the fuck up and like figure out how I'm going to feed myself, feed my kids, put a roof on my house. So I look at it like, okay, what's the risk to this? I've worked my way out of businesses where my teams run my companies for me now. All I really do is just coach, which I'm I'm blessed to do. Um, But the blue collar businessman was because I wanted something that I could scale that I could test myself at. It's hard to scale coaching businesses because the egos involved. It's hard to scale gyms because you run into an overhead problem. And then the equipment's just fucking outrageous right now. Arsenal's on a 30 week wait yeah. just to get new pieces of equipment. It's good stuff though. It's good stuff. Yeah, no, it's the best shit, man. Andrew runs an amazing operation out of there, but you know, and then with a the gym, you can only put so many people in a spot and I was just kind of like, okay, well, maybe we'll do this. Well, the franchise that we just we just bought in just got bought up by a guy who brought Molly Made and Fetch.com to uh, market. So we go up to Detroit next month to kind of see hands-on operations. But they're going to let us have all Nashville right out of the gate and work us up to 10 fleeted vans and you know, no looking back. What if I wanted to get in? <laughs> yeah, well, we can talk on the back channel on this. I can help you because it's looking at we're looking at expanding all throughout the U.S. Franchise owners, the yeah, whole that, nine It's not that bad of a buy-in. That's the name of the game for me is uh, scaling and understanding. Like, uh, I, I always, I don't like to toot my horn. I always say like, I, I want to, I want to keep myself very centered and humbled. But when it comes to business, man, I'm, I'm, that's my thing. I'm on another level right there. <laughs> yeah, but you know, man, this is the thing. Like, to, to the talk of crash and burn, and I, I really, honestly, got get fucking sick and tired of the way people make this make all of social media out to be for entrepreneurship. Oh man. You it's have all these people who say it's tons of hours and they make it out to be a miserable endeavor. And then you got other people who just say they're constantly filling their cup and living their best life. And I think that the, the actual truth is it's the middle, but you're a roller coaster. Yeah. Sometimes you're flying so fucking high, nothing can hit you. And then in a course of four hours, boom, you take 72 gunshots, fucking <laughs> rocket propelled grenade will be fired at you. I know. And you will step on a fucking landmine that takes out both your ankles and yeah. you'll bite your tongue off in the process. Yeah. It's just the wild, wild west. And yeah. I think that people, when they get, especially into the coaching space, so I'll focus on this. It's, it's very illustrious to become a coach right now because it's fast cash and everybody knows it, right? And the more that we fuck with people's health and force shots and shit like that, which is a whole nother conversation. But I can tell you that more and more people are wanting to get healthy. Like our gym numbers are up, other coaches are up, the space is huge. But people don't understand how hard it is to really get people to believe in themselves. Yeah. You can give them the best fucking macros. You can it, give it's them the hardest thing. The most, it's the hardest thing. Yeah. The most stellar workouts. But if you cannot get them to believe in themselves, they are not going to do your shit. And I gave a presentation on this um, in TRM, Trainer Revenue Multipliers, past Friday, Law 9 from the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Green. It's a perfect victory. What it means is you're, you assess what it, the costs are before you engage and you win through action without words. And that's what the fuck the fitness space is full of right now. It's a bunch of talk and little actions. And I can look and point out this statistic, yeah, statistic to you. I think it was 2019. We have an 80 to 90% turnover rate in our industry. And I can tell you that's true. I get so many people, dude, who gas up and be like, LFG, baby. 
I'm going to go make all this money with you, dog. (laughs) And I'm sitting there like, man, I really hope you fucking do. But the shit that you see on social media is that 0.01%. Like Jeffrey Sue, what he has done in the like five years he's been around is fucking impressive. Yeah, I mean, just absolutely amazing. And I look at myself and I have not done those numbers personal, right? My journey has been different. And when I look to other people, their journey is very similar to mine. It took 10 years of getting your ass kicked in, 10 years of fucking having to put a, you know, 10,000 hours in to learn this craft, to become respected, to build a referral network, to give your all. And so many people, because of social media, man, they think it's this glitzy, just, I'll just jump the fuck in and they have no clue what it's really like. And I feel like it's my job to tell people that it's fucking hard. Like, stop thinking it's so easy (laughs) just because you want a local show doesn't mean fucking shit to a hundred K business. And, um, Gosh. I can even go on my rants about the gym owners too, like the CrossFit model, stuff like that. But for the sake of argument here, I think when people get into business, they play scared, so they get chewed up. And I think the people who go far are the 20% who are like the great white sharks. No matter what, all we know how to do is eat, move forward, and kill. Man, you, you, you where to start and do a follow-up to what you just said right now. Uh, I just had a conversation with somebody uh, last week about this and uh, it was about entrepreneurship in direction, having direction. Right. And one of the biggest things that I always say, it's like, Hey, I'm going to use my, my, my acumen, my business acumen from aerospace and bring it into a different place. I know nothing about fucking supplements, bro. Let's be real. I knew nothing, but I did know that building a brand or building or building something it has similarities in every marketplace and number one people have to believe you have to believe in what you're saying people have to believe and then they have to have the you have to get people to try right if they don't try then you're done but the internet and it's fantastic about social media because i agree with you i think instagram is great and it allows you to get the message out. But at the same time, there's so much fake shit out there. I would say 99% of the stuff that you see out there is bullshit, right? Total bullshit. And I'm like, I'm just looking at this and I say, you know what? Think about your business as you're going to utilize social media to build your business, but don't get wrapped up into social media being reality for everything because it's not. People post pictures like, I am ripped and I am this and I did that and here and there. You're, you know, I know people that have been, that are lean all year round, women, that their insights are absolutely tore up. How do I know that? Because I see labs all the time from rejuvenating, all the time. I have yet to see a 40-year-old woman that looks great on the outside, that looks, has fantastic labs. I've seen it. I haven't seen it. I don't know if you have, I have not. So I believe that a lot of the stuff that you see, you have to really take it in for what it is. It's an image. You're selling an image. And what we try to do is sell not only product, but sell the concept of why this stuff works. And that's half the battle. It's like, you, it took you 10 years to get notoriety. Maybe I think you said something like that. And, and, uh, and some people takes less because they bring experiences from, from the, the past that actually have been successful. I knew nothing about supplements, but I know that in order to build a following, you needed to associate yourself with people that actually know, know about it they know they have the following they know they know their tasks they know their plans and they actually have knowledge 
And you start absorbing some of those principles. You know, I've learned so much from Jason. I've learned so much from you. I learned, I read, I read what you post. I mean, I comment all the time because I'm busy, but you know, if I'm scrolling through some stuff, I'm like, yeah, this is powerful right here. That's how we came up to crash and burn. It's fucking hard. Mm-hmm. Being an entrepreneur is fucking hard. Don't let anybody Dude. tell you it's easy because it's not. You know, dealing, mm-hmm. dealing with mm-hmm. people. The hardest thing about an entrepreneur is dealing with people, de- dealing with different personalities, dealing with different egos, dealing with everybody who wants me, me, the whole me syndrome. And a good entrepreneur, it's more of a manager. They're managing all of that. They're managing, how, do, how am I going to get the most out of you? And at the same time, make sure that it's good for you and fruitful for you and beneficial for you. So it's like a win-win situation. Do you know... <clears throat> I read the laws of human nature by Robert Greene. He wrote the 48 laws of power. Um, I can say that after reading those two books, I concur with the theme of how people are. And what I mean by that is when you have an encounter with someone in the entrepreneur space, people tend to, their first reaction is to assume the worst, think the worst, Lament how bad things are X, Y, Z, where the entrepreneur is more like, well, what is the motive for your thinking of that? Of that. And trying to like, like answer the question for why, right? <laughs> and, and I figured this out, like, this is like a hack. If you're a business owner and you're listening to me now, I promise you, stop for one second when someone says something and all you have to do is pause for that one second. And I promise you, you'll, you will in that moment, know that the question is only being asked or the statement made because that person, the other person's always living in their ego. And when you're an entrepreneur, if you're a successful entrepreneur, you are not ego-driven, you're a narcissist. They're two separate things. Like, <laughs> like, and that's why I tried to tell people, I said this at first form, you know, someone said to the panel, uh, yeah, what about narcissism and leadership? And it's like, South Facelage up, he's like, well, I mean, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't think it's a bad thing either. Like, you have to believe in yourself. Because I'll tell you what, when I first opened up my gym in 2015, my business partner, so many fucking people laughed at us, wanted us to fail and shit like that. Everybody does. I will be honest as an entrepreneur. I don't know about you, but I'll come clean because I think entrepreneurs need to hear this. I have a fuck you list in my phone. And it's got people's names on there. I do too. (laughs) that I want to fucking run the store up on. And with days that I feel sad or I feel, you know, meh, I look at that list and I'm like, yeah, motherfucker, you're getting a fuck you today. And I figure out how to go circle the W. But, you know, not all people are motivated that way. I, I know that. No, but but I believe I believe you're right because I do, I don't, I don't have it on the list, but I have it in my head. And you know Dude, what? The, yeah. first, the first thing that I think about is, look, you trashed me or... You said you committed to me. I committed to you and you backstabbed me. So now I'm going to do this better than you because I can. And I believe that I can. Like I'm that guy that believes, hey, I may be, I may never get on stage because I would be a shitty bodybuilder, but I know what my limitations are. But I'll tell you one thing. Like if you can do it, I'm a guy that says I can do it better. Yep. Now, is that does that make me a narcissist? If it does, then fuck, I'm a narcissist. But guess what? The proof's in the fucking pudding. Yeah, but my point to this whole thing is like this: people in business, when you're ego driven, you won't listen. 
right? Like, think about people who you know have got a big ego. They don't, you don't fucking listen. They don't listen. Like, you just tell them, and like, they're just, it's like you could tell, you know, because we're good creatures. Like, we can tell by physical interaction, by watching someone, we can immediately, we're just trying to decipher, are they telling us the truth? <laughs> what is this? Like, you're breaking this shit down. But when you're a narcissist, you're willing to do what it takes to be, keep going forward. And because you have to believe in yourself. You have to like, think about this. None of these people are going to come out and champion you and cheer for you and and be there. The only way that they fucking support you is after so much time has passed that you were so undeniable what you presented to them. You're successful. Then suddenly it's like, everybody wants to jump on the bandwagon. All along. I knew Ron, you would do it. Fuck you. (laughs) And I'm just like, and that's why, like, I don't say a word. Like, and <clears throat> so, for example, you see a lot in the coaching space how much money you can make, right? All this stuff. 11 years ago, I was living on a mattress. I had to file for Chapter 7 bankruptcy to get a divorce from my ex wife. My whole life was just shit. Okay. And I lived off on my first night, I was on a friend's floor on an air mattress that kept deflating on me over the night. It was like a fucking waterbed by morning. <laughs> I was like, getting just the shit beat out of me trying to get out of the damn thing. But I remember going to bed that night and I was like, I will never fucking allow this to happen to myself again. Amen. And I'm not going to sit here and say I've been this holy saint and I haven't made my transgressions. We all have. But I can say from that moment that I really worked on the inventory of my character ruthlessly and admonishing myself when I could get better and how I could be better right. and things like that. And that's what drove the focus. Well, I'm not going to say to, I'm only saying this publicly. I haven't made a post because I've got a cigar I'm smoking next week with my girl. But as of the other day, I paid off every single debt I have. I have no student loans. I have no car debt. I have no credit card debt. I am positive of our 100K equity in my house. My companies are completely debt-free. Every single thing. I'm owned by no one. Yeah, you're moving forward. That's vision. Yeah, and that's, that's yeah, and that's one of those things, like I tell people, in order to crash and burn, if I didn't make a lot of risk, I would never have gotten to this position that I'm in 11 years later. Two and a half years ago, when my business partner died, or over three, about a little over three years ago, his uh, widow was like, we did a 120K deal over 30 months. I had to pay 4000 a month. Barely had enough money to do it. I knew if I couldn't pass this, that I wasn't worthy of being a businessman. That's right. So it was my ultimate test. And I think so many people fail their ultimate test when given to them. And that's what I mean by luck. I think luck is what the universe presents to you and what you make of the opportunities. I see opportunities everywhere. I see the risk of mistakes everywhere. And I'll be honest with you, it gets me hard to know that both those things exist for me. Let me tell you, they say, and I failed a lot and you failed a lot from what I hear. But one of the things they talk about in, in, in business books, show me an entrepreneur who hasn't failed, and I'll show you a very, very bad businessman. Mm-hmm. How, how do we learn? We learn through failures. I recently went through some, a, fa- a personal failure the last couple of weeks here, and I had to evaluate. What was I willing to give to be successful in that personal failure that I came? I mean, you, you give your all. You basically, mm-hmm. you give your absolutely fucking everything to this person or thing and it just doesn't work out for some reason okay it happens sometimes. shit happens let me backtrack what did i learn and what am i not willing to do ever again so that doesn't happen it doesn't mean it's not going to happen again but you got to make sure you have you're learning from those experiences 
You know, it's like the whole thing about crash and burn. I had, I was talking to a pharmacist yesterday about this product new development that I'm working on. Uh, no, last week, I was uh, last week. And it's huge. And the whole concept of crash and burn, it's okay, am I willing to lose it all? And I'm a big believer. I tell this to everybody that I've spoken to. Don't fucking chase money. Do not chase the money. Chase excellence and money will come. If you build up your brand, okay, and you scale it, and you ensure that every aspect of yourself, your character, and the brand, the values that you're putting in your entire business, people take notice of that and the money comes. But if you try to shortcut yourself and think this product, liposomal glutathione, for example, I could have I could have made it for nothing, right? I could probably make money off of it right off the bat, but eventually people will take notice that it's shit. It doesn't work. Then what? But I didn't want to do that. I said we're going to put up this little product here at eighty percent bioavailable, pharmaceutical. It's not cheap. It's not expensive, $59.99. People take notice of how it works. So now I'm three, four, five-fold. I sell out of this stuff all the time. I wasn't, yeah. I wasn't chasing the quick money. I was chasing a product that was nothing but excellent. And now people take notice of that. And now they're buying it consistently all the time. I, 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 try, not uh, to I try not to focus on money, to be honest with you. And like, if I were to tell you how fucking crazy we're exploding, it'd be, it's nuts. But I'm not, I don't look at my bank account every fucking day. I don't. I do when I have to make investments and I take a deep breath and I take the emotion out of it. And I, and I say, okay, is this cutting edge? Is this going to be the best out there? Because if it isn't, I need to make sure that it's the best out there. So you bring up a good point. Emotion. How many people do you think get their ass kicked in by the lack of inability to control their emotions? Oh, everybody. Everybody. I, I tell, I, I say all the time. I say it all the time, Jeff. When you're making a decision, take, that, take a deep breath, take a night off, wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to take the emotion out of this and make a, an, intel, an intelligent synopsis of what this looks like. And stop being emotional because emotions can backfire in your real easy in business. Oh, I have this thing written in my, it says make up, it says take opportunities, make mistakes, fail forward, practice silence. You have to live with what you say and so do they. And that is something that I think most of us, and I'm, I'm an asshole, I, I'm just a minute, but I have really tried to bite my tongue until I bleed in business. Maybe not personally, we're all, we all have areas that we fall weak, but when it comes to profession, man, I think too many people tie too much emotion to their business and it guts them. It just kills them because like, you know, when you're attached and you love this thing and all that stuff, you don't look at it objectionably. And I'll That's be, right. yeah. if you read the book, Good to Great by Jim Collins, where he talks about all these great businesses who had something known as the flywheel, which is like this idea that business just keeps turning. I saw the flywheel in real fucking life at first form. Unlike anything else I've ever seen from business culture, dude, the way you would want that place to be, um, they had no janitorial staff because the whole, everyone cleans there. Absolutely just wild, right? I mean, imagine running a gym trying to tell a head coach they need to clean a toilet. It doesn't go over so well. You know <laughs> what I mean? But they have this culture there. But the one key point he brings up is when companies die, it's because the visionary 
can't see the future anymore. That's right. Like Blockbuster. Fuck you, Netflix. Netflix. We're Blockbuster. <laughs> that is used in every business book, but it's true. It's true. It's so true. Where That's are you not? <laughs> I'll have, yeah, I'll have a conversation with anyone about anything for any business. Because like I am not emotionally attached to business because I understand that business, like you said, is a state of mind. I choose to be an excellence. Therefore, if I try to pursue excellence all the time, I should make better decisions right. because I'm not attached to emotion. I'm attached to a habit. Right. And people don't think of business like that. I mean, I don't like waking up every day at fucking 3 a.m. to read, to walk 75 minutes and read 100 pages. But guess what? I tell myself, like, what's my competition doing that they could be beating me at? Well, this is one thing I could be potentially doing. That's right. I keep doing it. That's right. No, a hundred, a hundred million percent. It's like lack of vision and direction. I was talking to somebody like in last week and I asked her, well, like you're in your forties now. Like what's your vision? I don't know. Like, what do you want to be next year? Where do you want to be next year? I don't know. Well, where do you want your business to be in five years? I don't know. I have to figure it out. I'll figure it out as I go along. And I'm like, I work like that. You know, it's like you hit three like red flags to me. And as much as I, I mean, I, as much as I adore you because you're a wonderful human being, like you have no direction of how to get from point A to point B. Let me backtrack on that. And I want to, I want to, I want to hear your take on it. Okay. This is my take. In, in putting this whole marketing scheme for Amino Pure, for Team Amino Pure, like I said, where do I want to be in a year? Okay. And what steps do I need to take to be there in a year for 2020? Okay. And I have a plan. And let me tell you, my plan was not linear. I mean, it was the plan was linear. The journey was a fucking zigzag, right? Until I got there. In two years, where do I want to be in two years? Where does Amino Pure want to be in five years, right? The plan is there, but I promise you, I guarantee you a million, I'll put a million fucking dollars right now if I had it. I don't, but if I, if I could, I would. It's not going to be <laughs> linear. I will, but I don't right now. Uh, it's not going to be linear. It's going to be a zigzag of ups and downs and turns and this and down and drops until you get to where you need to go. But you have to have vision of what the fucking end goal for 2022 looks like. You have to have that goal. You have to have that, that, that vision of, okay, this is where we want to be. And this is the plan. And then the skill of the entrepreneur as a, as your own business person is going to be maneuvering through, through those daily grinds on how to get to that point. That's my vision. I agree. I have theme days. That's something I talk about with entrepreneurs. So every day is a theme. So Monday is like my business. I do all stuff like this networking, basically catching up with like my chief of staff, a lot of conversations with her, understanding what's going on in the gym, understanding what's going on in the back end of Relentless Forever, things like that. Reaching out to some of my coaches occasionally on Monday, clients, things like that. Tuesday is my podcast day and I write 400 words. Wednesday is my content creation day. Thursday is my client check-in day. Friday is my client check-in day. And then Saturday, I do writing again. I also have two hours of continuing education on my Wednesdays. It's well. amazing. I, I, yeah, I wish I, I, wish I could have so that. I don't have that though. I, I, this, is why, this is why I say I want to bring people like you on because I want to see what I can learn from you. 
Like I don't have those set days because number one, I work a full time and then I, this is a whole full time job. So it's, it's, it's even more challenging. Um, But I think it's important because like I said, on Saturdays and Sundays, unless I have somebody in my life that's important and I make time for that person, like I'm fucking working. I'm re I'm doing research on pharmaceuticals. I'm doing research on, uh, absorptions, new technology that's out there. I'm, I'm like just absorbing that so I can say, hey, how do we take this to the next level? But I think that there needs to be boundaries that need to be set. And listen to what I'm going to say right now, guys. There needs to be boundaries, maybe not at the early phase, because when you're trying to build something early on, you need to be able to crash and burn. You need to be able to 100, 100%. Every fucking day, because I have somebody, you know what somebody said, said, somebody, it's funny. He says, you know what you need? I said, tell me what I need, because I think you probably know more than I do what I need. And you're not in my life. And I guarantee you, you don't do what I do. But I think you know more, right? So tell me, I want to hear it. She goes, you need like an agenda of things that you need to do on a daily basis. And I said, I have it. And she says, so what's the problem? I said, I deal with 500 fires every day that come at me <laughs> and 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 because i deal with 500 my phone right now keeps lighting up right now literally right because i deal with 500 fires. After. yeah exactly welcome to entrepreneurship uh, because i deal with 500 fires that come at me on a daily basis that agenda sometimes goes out the fucking door i look at it's 10 o'clock at night and i look at that agenda and i'm like what the fuck did i get done today because i had to put all these fires out that took priority and it's kind of like always catching up. It's, it's one of those things as a business person, as an entrepreneur, I don't, what I want to get people, people think like, this is, what I, this is what I see on social media, okay? Tell me if you agree or disagree. You might disagree with me. It's like, I'm a boss. I'm a motherfucking boss. And they'll post this shit. I'm a boss. Like I have my own business. And this weekend, I'm going on vacation for three days. I'm out here. I'm out there. I'm taking pictures. And then, and then she reaches out. I was like, how do I grow my business? And I said, and I asked her a question. I said, Okay, let's, let's, what do you do on a yearly basis? Well, I, I wake up, let's backtrack. What do you do when you wake up? He goes, well, I do client check-ins. I work from about eight to four, eight to three, and then I shut it down. And I said, okay, and how much money are you making a year? She goes, about a hundred grand. I said, you're not a boss. You're an employee. Okay, let me, let me backtrack. Stop this boss bullshit, okay? And I, I didn't say it like that. It was nice to her. <clears throat> nicer than me. Huh? Nicer than me. I would say stop it. Um, you're not a boss. Stop thinking that way. You're actually working. You're doing a job. When you want to become a boss, you will live your business until you get to a point where it's generating for you. And even then you still need to be around it until you have systems in place like you do, where you have people that actually can help you run your businesses. And even then you still need to continue to grow your business because in business, you either either grow or die. You either evolve or you die. Blockbuster, right? Perfect example of what you're saying. Look at the evolution of Netflix. They started with CDs. Now they're, they're, they're streaming live, right? Look at Amazon. They started with books. Now they, they're into everything. Now they want to go to Mars right? That's having vision and direction. You know, I read, I read um, an article on, on Jeff Bezos. He talks about, he does not work on the daily's goals for his company. 
He doesn't work on the two-year projections. Those have been done a long time ago, and he has VPs that handle that shit. You know what he's working on? He works on five- and ten-year achievements. So he's putting systems now five years out and ten years out because that's how you grow your business. You have to have vision and direction. So I want people to stop thinking. It's like, you know, this, I, I'm going to work an eight to five, I'm going to work five hours and I'm, I'm an entrepreneur. You ain't growing shit that way. I'm sorry to tell you. That's my, that's my opinion. What is yours? So here's the biggest thing. <clears throat> I have yet to meet someone who's built a business working 40 hours a week and sustained it for longer than five years, just working the bare minimum 40. I think the biggest lie in the current space of entrepreneurship is this whole charge an exorbitant amount of money and you can have all this free fucking time. Yeah, but the people who are trying to do that have no niche, no niche that they can even right. talk to, right? right? So that's why I think you're seeing some of this shit going on with people not wanting to go back to work. I think that there's some of Amazon displacement, things like that. But I think people now are like, oh, well, man, like this entrepreneur over here is getting paid $250 to sit down and talk to someone. I'm like, uh, okay, well then what the fuck are you going to do for $250 right. for the hour, right? Not everyone is meant to do great things. I actually damn, kind of like, I believe that. And I think those people are victims more of the movie that they're writing themselves. And I think if there was something actionable, I could say for me to give advice on this quandrum that you're talking about with, with business, you know, like people going like, oh, well, I'm just going to work five hours this week and make 100K, you know, a year. Cool. You're going to be bored as fuck after a little bit. And eventually your, pers- your purpose is going to be so dwindled that when the shit starts evaporating, you're not going to be able to catch it in time. Right. So <laughs> my biggest thing is I tell people, you need to pick who you surround yourself with. Right. And that way you're getting a glimpse of the truth. They say in the business books, show me your circle of five, meaning the people, five right. closest people to right. you and I'll show you. I can fucking tell you that's 100% factual. That's my 100%. close circle of five, Nick, Thera, Jason, and my two sons, and then Chelsea. So, I mean, I've got like a very, very tight-knit circle yeah. and I've got other people around me, but I've got just a few people in JR that I'll lean on um, and go from there. But I think, man, when it comes to business, gotta figure that out. And I, I was very fortunate that as my circle began, I was around people who were like 50, 60 hour weeks were the normal 50 hours, 60 weeks is what was demanded of you. And I just got into giving 50, 60, 60 hour weeks. I still do it right now. I love you, it. You have to be, when, when Rejuvenate HRT started, um, it was 15 hour days for me every day. Yep. Monday through Sunday. 100. Monday. When people were like, you're so, how do you do this? You're so lucky. If I hear that one more time, Jeff, I want to punch somebody in the fucking face. You know, this, you're so lucky. No, motherfucker. I don't, I hate cursing, but I have to curse because I get so passionate about this. If you were to put the effort in the time that I did to get something off the ground, you would understand my stress levels. 90% of my health issues this year, and I've been very transparent about my, my gut issues that I've had. Um, I, I just horrible, you know, and I, I talked to Jason about it too. It was like, it's it, my doctor says, so stress driven. Like my cortisol level was 20. Oh, yeah. My cortisol level was 26, bro. 26. 
Wear that shit like a badge of honor. You earn that fucking score. I ain't. You know what? And I had so many people tell me, "It's like, when are you gonna stop?" I said, "Never." I just need to adjust and I need to fight through this. And one of my doctors looked at me. My doctor's like, my doctor, who's actually really hot. Um, she's young too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get that. I always get like, so I like, I went for a fucking health life insurance exam and I got some 45 year old crabby fucking lady who the first thing she did was say, I hope you're not here for a testosterone prescription. <laughs> and I just sat there and was like, no, I'm here for life insurance. Like, what the fuck? And she just kind of goes, okay, well, I just want to make sure because you're a large male. And I'm you're like, a- <laughs> I was like, large? Like, I, you, I, you should have told her. Too. I was insulted as shit. I'm you like, should have told her. You haven't seen anything yet. <laughs> yeah. No, trust me, I didn't. The only thing I wanted to fucking do was just get my blood drawn and leave. I would never have asked her for a testosterone prescription. She would have probably been like trying to talk to me over at her fucking bag of McDonald's for long. You know, you know what, you know what my 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 um my um, nurse practice, she was an NP, really good looking lady. Anyway, she's young. And uh, she was like, hmm. She looks at me and I said, and she said, Can I be honest with you? I said, Absolutely. Like, I'm wondering what she's gonna tell me, right? And she said, As great as you look, and I said, Thank you. Right. So <laughs> she said, You're a takeaway from a heart attack. If you that, that stress does not fucking come down, she didn't say it that way. She said your cortisol levels are too high, and it's in what is, what is, you need to analyze in your life what you need to do to change that. Because I can tell you, like I don't think is that you're eating bad because I'm I, I maintain myself. Right? I mean, I have I have abs now, and it's kind of like okay, but I know what it is, is I work too much and I stress over time, right? He goes, well, you need to analyze and get some more hours of sleep. You know what? The the biggest changer for me in improving my sleep at 10 o'clock now, I can go to sleep. I'm tired. I want to go sleep. Never in my life have I experienced that. But my my biggest thing for that was NAD. Pharmaceutical NAD um, helped me in many ways. My stress levels, I can feel like I'm not, always like why and I'm, I'm hyper man you can tell i'm freaking hyper all the time but i can sell i can sense the difference where now i can sleep seven hours seven and a half hours sometimes on weekends i can sleep seven hours seven hours for me is great i wish i could get eight but i just that's just not me before i would sleep four three four and because i couldn't sleep what would i do get up and work so i needed to learn all of that and now how am i going to maneuver this entire network of shit that i'm doing and take care of my health I healed my gut. I'm, I'm actually, I think I, I, I pinged you about that a little bit too. I, I healed my gut. I had a H. pylori infection, which was destroying my, my gut. And now I have to get the inflammation. Now it takes a couple months. And I just started to see a protocol. So I'm, I'm, I'm helping all of this. Inflammation was so bad that I was went from 197 and I started noticing inflammation was coming down. I dropped 11 pounds. 11 pounds. And I, I went back and I'm like, okay, well, what is this? Is this like fat? No, it was just inflammation. Yep. It's just inflammation. Like I'm 180, I'm 187, 188. I'm starting to fill out a little bit more now. I'm like, inflammation's down. I can see my abs. I still get, a, I still get acid bouts. Uh, and, and I'm trying to control it. But for me, it's not lack of acid. It's overproduction of acid because of high stress. So um, it, it's just maneuvering all that stuff. But I, I couldn't. The thing was like, for me, it's like, I can't stop. Like, I can't stop. And it's either I, I had somebody tell me it last couple months ago it's like you can't stop or you're not willing to stop i said both 
Yeah, man, business ain't for the faint of heart. Like, you know what I mean? You you're either gonna you make it or it. you're not. Uh, yeah, I think you're either gonna make it or you're gonna die trying, you know. And and like I said, for me, I ain't got shit else to do but show up tomorrow. So I might as well just keep doing what I like doing. I mean, I'm fortunate. I mean, I don't think you get to levels where you can like be your own boss and be good at it and be successful at it without learning to lead yourself. And I'm glad that I made that decision long ago to lead by myself because that helps me not fall into all the other bullshit lies that people hear and, and talked about this all the time. It, 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 one of the things that I was telling you about this person I was talking to is like, how are you going to lead? So you're trying to get a coach. You're trying to get people to come and you're trying to help them. Right. But if you don't know yourself where you're going, if you don't have your own direction of how to do you, how are you going to teach other people how to do them? I agree with that. Man. I agree with that. But the biggest thing is this, like, People got to understand that you believe in them, right? And I think that that's something that all businesses have in common, you know, that you believe in the ability of what you're trying to do. You believe in what problem you're trying to solve for. And that's what business really is. But people don't think of it like that anymore, man. It's all how fast can I get this fucking Maserati and how fast can I get my rolling falls pool in my backyard and all this other shit everyone sees? And, you know, for me, it just always became, I just wanted to be debt free. I was just like, if I, could <laughs> that was owned, your thing. If, I, if I could be owned by no one, how great would that really fucking feel? Like I could go out of this world tomorrow and there isn't one hang up. No one's fucked over by it. How many people get to say that? You know what I mean? That was so, your thing. You know what my thing was? My thing is, is how far can I take this bad boy and yep. quit, quit my job? And Is and it quit, how far you could take it? Or is it how far you could take yourself? I think, you know what? I think it's, I think it's the latter part. Honestly, I think it's the latter part too. That's I think it's why the latter I'm part. getting into the, the, the blue collar businesses a little bit. Because it's <laughs> like, one, the opportunity for cash flows, they are even higher. Two, let's be honest. I'm 41. Ain't nobody going to hire a 55-year-old stripper, just like no one's going <laughs> to hire a 55-year-old coach. Right. So I have to think about the end game. I got maybe 10 more years, solid good years, before I'm just, you know, with gyms and all that stuff, before I, you know, pass it on to my sons or, you know, Thera, whatever I decide to do there. But I can look at blue collar. And I'm like, okay, this is the ultimate test for yourself. That's right. Like, you know, when you're able to look at something like you're doing with your company, like you're going to do, like you were telling me before you live, you're going to take everything mass market next year, put yourself in the stores, da, 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 da. That means you have to learn not only to lead yourself now, you're going to have to learn how to lead others. So right. if you get out of a manager doing manager shit role, like you're doing right now, putting out all the fires, and then eventually you're going to get to owners doing ownership. And all that is, is even more networking and even more demands yourself. It's more, but I think, you know what it is for me is, 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 is funny you say that because it's like, to me, I, I, I said it earlier, I always tell people and people, they, they can, I mean, there's different ways to skin a, skin a cat. People say, people think of money, right? And I, I do too, don't get me wrong. But I always say, I don't chase money. And I say it to myself all the time. I chase fucking excellence. If excellence, if you produce excellence, the money comes right? Obviously, you got to make big, smart business decisions and you got to take the emotion out of it. But the whole concept of crash and burn, I had a, a business opportunity last when we launched liposomal, uh, liposomal carnitine. We're launching it in January 2022. 
and I had a conversation. It's like, this is huge because I had it six, I had it six months ago, but the dosages that, were, that the pharmacy was coming out with wasn't good enough. It wasn't good enough for me. It was good enough for the market, but I said, no, this is not good enough for what I'm trying to build. Nobody else has this right now. New Ethics has it now, but nobody had it then. And I said, what I try to build is something bigger than nobody else has it anymore. I want to be the baddest motherfucker out there with the best shit out there. So 580 is just not good enough for me because you can get uh-huh. 700 on far. You can get 700 on injectable. So we went back to the drawing board, tried different things. We tested a 10, a 1053 uh, two week, three weeks ago. Liposomal, 1053 was the highest ever tested. When they came back with that report, I said, now you're talking my language because there's nobody else that can say I have a, a, I have a pharmaceutical liposomal L-carnitine at 1,000 milligrams at 80.6 bioavailability. That surpasses injectable 700 that I have. And the injectable L-carnitine that AminoPure has is the highest in the world. Nobody has a 700 milligram. Nobody right. has it. So now so I like have- it. Yeah, it's amazing. Now, nobody, nobody's going to have an 800 milligram L-carnitine liposomal pharmaceutical grade. And the pharmacy said, this is what it costs. <laughs> and I had to make a decision, crash and burn, motherfucker. We're going yeah. to burn the boats and we're just going to go for it. Yeah, man. I, you know, and I think that that's something that like I tried to tell everybody in the entrepreneurial space who will listen, you know, because you know how it is. They don't it's listen. hard for people to want to listen. Yep. I'm like, the best thing you could do is find someone that you like and be friends with them and, and lean on them to grow. I know as an entrepreneur, as long as you're not wasting my time with complete jacking off stupid questions that are just meaningless to me. Yeah. And they, and I know they're not meaningful to you. Like most people just ask stuff. I'd appreciate it more if a guy's like, Hey, I admire what you've done in business. I'll gladly pay for you for your time. Can okay, will you talk to me? I probably wouldn't even charge. I get on phone calls all the time and I just bullshit too. with people just because one, it helps me learn. And two, I get a chance to meet someone out there and, you know, hopefully not, you know, get a little bit of a better understanding of how the world ticks. You know, like uh, I think in business, we all, like we said, you know, people avoid the crash and burn wrong because they don't want to lose something that they love. You watch it in relationships and business is no different. Oh my God. I just said that. It's funny you say that again. I mean, you're nailing so many things. I said that to somebody last week. I said, relationships and business is no different. I hate that you say that. Let me tell you, I can prove it. Yeah, I can too. I can prove it. (laughs) There is no difference in, because a business is a relationship between people. It is a relationship. And the only difference is the level of emotion that you have for a female or male, depending on how you roll. And the relationship that you have with a business, but I will never go into a business with somebody that I don't believe in. That's, those are my, my, I have rules. I'll never extend my hand to somebody that I don't believe in. Number one, that don't align their values with mine, that don't believe in the same things that I believe in. And you just got to be a good fucking person for me to actually go even go in business with you. And if I'm wishy-washy with you, okay, well, maybe we're not the same. We don't have to be the same, but are you, is your vision aligned with mine? And if you don't, I'll just cut ties with you and move on. And I'm okay with that too, right? You promised me something. I promised you something, but you're going behind my back doing something different. Well, then all bets are off. 
You know, it's like, hey, let's cut ties, move on, and I'm going to launch whatever I want to launch. Yep, 100%. And, 100%. And, and it's okay. It's okay. It's like a lot of people are trying to make a big fuzz about my, my, my liposomal carnitine. It's like, don't try to make a big stink where there's nothing. I'm, I, don't, I owe nothing to nobody. I'm going to continue to grow my business. I'm going to continue to grow our businesses. And I'm going to continue to network with people that actually I can learn from and vice versa. I get on, I get on Zooms a lot with people. And you know why I do it is because I was there. I was them one day, one time. I didn't know shit. And my biggest issue with me was ego. Like when I was younger, I was like, man, I'm, I'm so fucking smart. Like I know all this. Like I can do all of this. And it's like, I had a reality yeah. check. I had a reality check, Jeff, where I met with somebody that was way older than I was. And he sat me down. I was like, you know, Ron, I'll tell you one thing. Like you're brilliant, dude. Like your sales, your taxes are brilliant, but you know what you're really bad at? And nobody's ever told me this. He said, your people skills suck. Like that. <laughs> and I said, why? He goes, you expect everybody else to be like you. And you can't have that. The, the, the goal of the entrepreneur, the goal of the, the leader is how am I going to get the most out of everybody, out of people, without expecting them to be like you? I had to learn that. All right. So let me flip this to you then. So in the leadership books, they say to build a culture around everyone's opinions and beliefs and ideas. I actually think that that is probably the hardest thing to do, if not impossible. And I got a reason for that. I think people are so tied to modern psychology's lies of boundaries. My boundary this, my boundary that. I'm like, motherfucker, do you want to win or not? Because winning doesn't know any boundaries. It only knows what the fucking score is at the end of the day. And I promise you, if you're not constantly evolving, someone's catching up to you. That's right. I agree with everything you said, except for one thing. And this is just my principles that I live. In. Like with me, I, I go back to not chasing money, right? We go back yeah. to chasing excellence. So for me, it's like I, have, I had a guy from IBM uh, four months ago. Uh, an executive from IBM that looked at my business, one of them, and said, hey, I can put a million dollars into this and we can definitely grow it because I, I can see what you see. And I had a call with him and it was part of Rejuvenate Labs. He wanted to blow Rejuvenate Labs. And I said, well, talk to my partner and say, hey, we can do massive amount of stuff with a million dollars. And then I started doing more research because I'm, I'm a research guy. I, I'll never jump the ship. It's, it, let's, let's take the emotion out and then I'm going to do more research on this guy. I want to know who he is. And then puts a proposal together. I'm looking at it and I'm like, let's just say my values and his values based on what I saw and what I researched did not align. And that's where I draw the line. Even though you're absolutely right, at the end of the day, it's all about the, the, the end score. I will sacrifice that end score in some opportunities to ensure that I go to bed at night with a clear okay. conscience, knowing that, hey, I may not make, be making a million dollars right off the bat, but I'm going to build this motherfucker from the ground up. And I'm okay with it because my values align with the way that I want to run my businesses. Well, being a business owner, you're going to pull more nice out of your back than you'll ever put in someone else's. So, I mean, you know, that's kind of part of it. I, I've, I've told people that I, that's probably been the hardest part about entrepreneurship is not to take things personal. Yeah. When, um, <laughs> It comes to people that you believed and invest in because let's be honest, man, even when a client quits, it hurts my feelings. You know what I mean? I'm just like, damn. 
Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he said no to me. <laughs> yeah, like I just don't because it's like I feel bad when people lose, and I'm just such an aggressive person about wanting to chase things because you know when I was nine, ten, they told me I'd never walk again, and I was like, okay, fuck that, I'm gonna walk again. I walked into high school, and then it was like, oh, well, you know, you're always gonna be this skinny little run. Okay, got bullied, found bodybuilding. So it, it's just kind of like always been a progressive step to me. And it's just very sad that just people don't want to keep taking steps forward. Yeah. Like sometimes I, I put this the other day up the other day. Sometimes people, you don't leave people behind. They just choose to stay behind. That's right. They, oh, they send, they like sit down and they just say, I'm going to be here. And that was something about my last personal relationship. I kept going because I had to really work that out in counseling. Like if you're an entrepreneur, best advice I'm give you applicable, get yourself a fucking therapist. Go talk to a therapist <laughs> once a month. Go talk to a therapist I had a good once a month because it's not fair for you to dump your shit on your partners, on your friends all yeah. the time. And you're going to have a lot of shit. And I had to really unweave this and go through this thing like, am I really all these things that I've been told I am? And then like, I go back and I start looking at the books I read versus that person. I start looking at the things I was doing versus that person. And I came to a clear thing. No, we just went this way. And there's nothing wrong with it. That, we just went, we just did a why. I still am true who the fuck I am. I said, this is where I'm going. This is how I'm, I just never knew how I was gonna get there. And I think in business, you're lying to yourself if you say you know how you're gonna get there. Cause like you said, throw your fucking agenda out the window. I don't even have a business plan for any of my companies. That's right. I have ideas of where I want to go. That's right. I have like I have milestones knowing what I need to get there. Right. But there's not like this clear fucking path for me to go because I know that in a moment's notice, it my ankles are going to be taken out from underneath me. That's and right. I've got to figure out how the fuck to do it again. So yeah, that's right. The same thing that happened to you happened to me. My ex girlfriend was the same way. It was kind of like everything sinks so well, right? It's in the beginning, right. everything's amazing. But then you realize, okay, you start going in different directions. Why did we start going in different directions? Well, I have vision for what I want to live my life over the next year, how I want to live my family life, how, what I, whether I want a child, whether I don't want a child, whether, whatever right. it is, I have that vision of my business, where, where I want it to be, whether I'm moving to Texas or Florida, where, whatever it is, I have that goal in mind. Where do your values, where do you fit into and her views were different. It's like, well, I can't do this. I can't do that. And I can't do this. Well, okay. Now I, we have to make an assessment. Are we willing to give up our values, our convictions, our vision of what we're trying to accomplish to accommodate somebody else's vision? And that's the decision you need to make. My, my choice was I'm willing to compromise with you, but I cannot lose my conviction to what I'm trying to accomplish in life as a brother, as a son, hopefully as a father one day, as a businessman, I can't change the way that I am now and what I want to accomplish. So it's best that we go different directions and just wrap it up because you're going this way and the way that you want to live your life over the next three years, it's just different than the way that I want to live my life for the next three years. You know, I ask her questions like, well, what do you, what do you want to do? I don't know. Well, what about, I don't know. We'll figure it out. It's like, if you know who I am by just me talking to you, Jeff, I don't do well with the I don't knows and we'll figure it out. I understand it's there, but I have to have an initial consensus of where I want to go. And then everything else, yeah, we will figure it out as we go there. But I need a plan. 
hundred percent. And I'll tell you something, Jordan Peterson talked about it in his new book, Beyond Chaos, I think, or it might've been in a podcast that he did. He talked about a very important thing for couples to do is sit down and always talk one, once a week, uninterrupted, you know, 75 minutes or so just on the relationship. What's going on? I agree. But another thing is to make sure where the fuck you guys want to go is actually on the same page. And if not, like figure out how you guys get there together. You know what I mean? Because and that that's something that's hard, man. I hope she's listening to this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, that's just like something that's hard. Yeah, you got to like aim at X and say, okay, I want a fifteen thousand square foot gym, all paid for cash by the time I'm fifty. Okay, how do I get there? I don't know how the fuck I get there. I just know that today I'm just going to work, and somehow the path will expose itself. Relationships are a little bit different than that. But they're at the same time, people don't really like sit down and have these hard discussions. I know me and my current girlfriend, we go out to dinner every Tuesday night. We put our phones up for the entire night and we literally just kind of just talk and just have great time together. I would never have known to do that back in the day. So like that's the whole point of Mm -hmm. entrepreneurship. Just because you're a business owner doesn't mean you you only learn about business. You got to learn it. Everything, everything else at all times right. and yeah. that's why i say there's a difference between chasing the ego and business and the good businesses owners being narcissists because i think that the good business owners believe in themselves but they're humble enough to know when they need to keep learning keep evolving because i knew i never wanted that to happen yet it no, was, I I didn't, yeah i wanted to make sure that who i was going to be with next kept getting the best version of me that Gosh, I could produce. That's and that's amazing. the same shit that you got to do in business. That's you got to wake up I, every day and try to be 1% better. I, I live by that motto. I, I even told him when we broke up, I said, look, what I've learned from this is that I need somebody that has direction first before we even get involved. And yep. you changed, you changed the playing field on me. Like you halfway through, we had a plan. This is what's going to happen. And then you changed everything on me because you decided that that's what you wanted, right? That wasn't fair to me because we had a plan and that's okay. That's okay. But I, what I know now for a fact is that Ron five years ago is not Ron today. Ron four four years ago, Ron after this breakup is not going to be the same guy for the next person because I need to continue to be better, smarter, wiser maybe even i maybe i may even look younger hopefully but anyway uh, well, fucking keep being a dodgers fan that much i know hey 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 it's super down <laughs> la all the time <laughs> but yeah it's it's no, different than, it's no different than business bro it's it's the evolution of things consistently because if you don't evolve you will burn the whole crash and burn thing forget the crash part you need to be willing to crash and burn and make business decisions that make sense and, and say, hey, I'm all in it. I'm all, I'm all in this. If you're not willing to take a risk, don't become a business owner and don't become an entrepreneur. You will fail because risky money makes money. Well, here's the other thing, man. If someone's always telling you that you could do it, but it comes with a price tag to be able to do it, and I mean by someone teaching you how to do it, you have to ask yourself, can you really do it? Right. So like what I mean by that is like, let's focus just on the health space. Everywhere there's people like, hey, pay me a thousand dollars and I'll teach you, Ron, how to make ten thousand dollars in a month training people. But I only have two hours. (laughs) Yeah, but I only have two hours. So you have to ask yourself in two hours, can you learn enough to make ten thousand dollars? And then once you make that ten thousand dollars, how do you sustain it? Like 
part of me, dude, I'm slight. I, I make sure I fucking remember how I felt 11 years ago on that floor because it helps calm me down for the pressure of everything I've accomplished. Cause once you accomplish it, it's a whole nother fucking profession, whole nother pressure cooker that you just have to just constantly be put in because now you got to fucking keep it and maintain it. Yeah. And that's so hard to do in business, man. I, I hear it's, it's so it's hard. harder. They say it's easy. It's easier to build it and, and harder to maintain it and keep it going. Oh, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. And I think that that's like, when I look at my businesses, I go, okay, what is the lifespan of these businesses? What's the lifespan of you, Jeff, of your interest in these businesses? I'm on 26 years in this space working out since I was 14, 15. I've been in the space 16 years. I know probably around 25, 30 years, I'm just going to not want to do it anymore. That's just going to be natural evolution. I want to be a writer. But how am I going to be able to make that happen? I'm going to take some risk in some other areas while I'm afforded the opportunity to be able to picture where I want to be. And I think that that's what people need to do. It's a risk assessment. But man, you got to be asking yourself, no matter what happens, are you willing to wake up the next day and just figure it out for one more day? Yeah. I'm going to wrap up with that, Jeff. Uh, Powerful words from Jeff Black here. Uh, Awesome. Always talking to you. I think that we shared a lot. Dude, I dig it. We shared a lot of good things about, you know, relationships and uh, business. And, I, and we didn't even get the competitive bodybuilding, how all these. Pers- nah, we should do an IG live one time, you and I, <laughs> you know, on some of this shit. I'll just get real fucking high and we'll just go down a rabbit hole. You know, it, I, I've been actually, that's the, the next evolution. I always say people ask me, what's the next evolution of amino period, team amino period? I said, I need to do better. And I'm going to, once I get to this mark in my mind, I want to share the number. I have a number that I need to get to, to say, I'm going to quit my job and put all my emphasis and focus on growing this far beyond. And with me, it's not, and people have told me that I has, I had a, a friend of mine who was here on Saturday. She goes, you know what it is about you? I was like, I don't even think you care about the money. It's, it's about you. Like it's your, it's like, what, how far can I take this me? Because it's a personal thing. Like, can I do better than everybody else? And I said, I like, guess you're probably right. Like, I don't really think about like, I don't think about making a million dollars or $5 million or $10 million. I think about excellence. That's really what drives me. Like if anybody can do it, I can, I want to do, I want to be able to do it better, better. hundred percent. Nothing wrong with that. And, and if that makes me egotistical, (laughs) then that's what I am. I guess you are who you are. That's how I'm built. But I would love it. And I always said, you know what? The next evolution is we're going to do Instagram live. And, And this whole year, and I talked to Ari about this, I want to focus podcasts on being more mental fortitude because everybody talks about SIBO. We talk about hormone imbalance and those things are important. Don't get me wrong. Right. But I think a lot of it is beaten to a pulp where people that follow us already fucking know a lot of these things. Right. And I think that how do we group all of that element of what's going on from a physical standpoint and actually focus in here? Because everything in life that we go through starts in your mind. If, if you defeat yourself right out of the bat, I, you can have all the issues in the world and somebody can tell you how to fix that. But if you don't believe in your mind that you can fix those, then you're done. Yep. Dude, I, I, I will say something to that. It's why I don't glorify that I'm the only person with my bone disease to ever become a bodybuilder at the Bravo. standard that I've created. I don't because everyone's like, well, dude, so like, like even my girlfriend just will praise it. And my son, my youngest son's starting, and my oldest son's just in awe. And I'm like, guys, when I was 9, 10, they told me I won't walk again. 
I just wanted to walk again because I still wanted to play baseball. I didn't, there was no option. Like it was just going to happen. And I, I don't know. I think that that's, that's something powerful that people need to do. Stop glorifying the shit and just keep working. And that's I it. think that that's, that's a big thing, man. Wise words. Let's gotta show the fuck up. Yeah, see, show the fuck up. That's what it is. Um, I want to wrap with that, but yeah, I would love to do some Instagram live and really start pushing, definitely push the, 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 the mental fortitude, the entrepreneur stuff, help people grow. And I think that if you help people, I was talking to Alex Mitch the other day and we had a really in-depth bro time, emotional bro time. It's like, you know, people don't want to help people. Like, I think that unconditional help when you see values in people that align with you is should be the number one priority. Unconditional. Like if, if I can help someone out and give them some advice, and, and you're right, 99% of the people won't listen anyway. But if somebody reaches out to me like, hey, can I ask you a question? I don't have the time. I'll tell you that. Don't ever ask me if I have time because the answer is no, I don't have the time. I work 16-hour days every fucking day. Yesterday, I was working 16-hour days on Sunday. But I'll make time for you because I was you one day. And I yeah. want to leave, leave a legacy in life of, I remember that one guy at one time. He has something really fruitful and productive to say. And that's how I want to live my life. With that being said, I'm going to take you up on, on that Instagram live because that's the next evolution. We're going to do 10-minute podcast, answer questions, talk about mental fortitude, do some Instagram live stuff, really blow this out of the water. I think it's a great opportunity for us to like really bond and, and, and help people out with some of the stuff that and struggles that they go through, not only from an entrepreneurship standpoint, but everyday life. You know, like I'm not perfect. Nobody's perfect, but if, if you can hear my words and your words, you share so much stuff today and have that aha moment where, hey, I'm going through that myself and I get those messages all the time, then you know what? It opened up my life and maybe I can see things a little bit different. Then it's a win for everyone. That's all 100%, man. I agree. Much love, brother. Thank you so much, guys. This is a wrap up for episode 28. Thank you so much for Jeff Black, Relentless Forever, being on here. We're going to definitely have you back on for another episode. It was a powerful episode. I hope you guys definitely enjoy it. Uh, with that being said, thank you for your support as always. Thank you for, for your patronage. Thank you for believing us. Thank you for the messages and all the encouraging stuff that, that you guys send on a continuous basis as we grow our popularity. And I hope that um, we have Jeff and, and a lot of good, really cool people back on here again. Thanks again, Jeff. You take care of yourself. And this is a wrap. You too, dude.